Good day, everybody, and welcome to the House of Mario, the South Australian Nintendo podcast that is backed by a 120 power star rating. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and the doors to episode 179 are open. This week on the show, we're talking about some more Switch Pro rumors. God forbid they stop. They'll never stop. We're talking about the new Mutant Ninja Turtle movie game thing that came out and got announced. God, that's looking good, Bros. Looking fantastic. Yeah, I didn't pay attention. Didn't you? <laughs> and we got a brand new Monster Hunter demo. And plus, much more. Yeah. And to talk all about that is my best mate, it's Bros DeWitt. Oh, hey, mate. How you going? You're so sweet. Yeah, I know. I'm a sweetie, aren't I? Mm, yeah. Intr- in- introduce me after Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and yeah, Mutant Ninja side. Ninja Movie Turtles, Ninja Nudie Turtles, yeah, Ninja Nudie Turtles. So okay. Bryce, you said I'm sweet. What's the sweetest thing about me? Um, your candy corn lips. I don't know. Ooh, there you go. You know what? That's actually my favourite trait about <laughs> candy, me as well. Your candy corn lips. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty good, eh? Mm. Mm. Yep. So what's been going on with you this week, Bryce? Oh, you know what, mate? <laughs> Not much. Not much. It's been a busy week because uh, yep. um, the bosses had to go away to Adelaide. So mm. I picked up more shifts than usual this week. So, uh, yeah, I haven't really done much in the way of personal stuff except uh, the Wii U. Yep. Which I'll talk about briefly and uh, some Breath of the Wild stuff. But, yeah, those are the two Nintendo related things. I'll uh, talk about the uh, Wii U there somewhere. Yeah, so I'm keen to see how this Wii U sort of adventure went. You kept me up to date with uh, photos and videos. I did. Over text. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. That I did. Yeah. Mm. Like I said, we'll talk about it in a second. Yeah. Get get everything else set up. (laughs) Yeah. So to start off things, we may as well jump into our guru geek outs to start off with. Um, If you missed last week's episode, we're starting a brand new segment here on the House of Mario to pay tribute to our friend Bobby Pools, the Nintendo guru. By keeping uh, spreading positivity throughout the Nintendo community, by uh, giving shout-outs and just talking about things we've enjoyed over the last week. So to start things off, I've got to give a big shout-out to a couple of NPCs. They've just recently wrapped up their podcast um, last week, and uh, you know it's a it's a it's a it's sad, but you know at the same time it's uh, them taking a step into a different direction trying different things so definitely a big shout out to Andrew and Alex we had the the pleasure of definitely catching up with Alex um oh we, yeah yeah big time we did we caught up with Alex um when actually Andrew wasn't able to make it to PAX one I, year I got a lucky espion from Alex yeah 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 in, was, in, in Pokemon Go yeah it was actually Alex that um you know kind of reintroduced us back into Pokemon Go in a big way yeah so yeah. that was cool that's right yeah and it was also Alex that sat with us in the KFC uh in the Crown Casino mm. part uh, what do you call it uh, when we saw a bunch of a bunch of drugged out people go nuts while we're sitting there eating chicken wings so that was also quite interesting yeah <laughs> yeah we're just like they're like trying to enjoy our popcorn chicken and Everyone else is just enjoying their meth. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Like stumbling around the place, and we're just like we're just sitting here, like looking at all, looking at each other, like we gotta get the fuck out of here. Mm. So we finished our chicken, and you know, bon voyage. Yeah, but anyway, anyway, those guys um, did over two hundred episodes, up to two hundred and twenty-four episodes, just off the top of my head. Can't quite remember. Sorry if I butchered that, boys. But definitely. Definitely a huge triumph for those guys doing that many episodes. Like it feels like we've been doing this for ever ourselves, but we still haven't got to 200 yet. So, um, you know, there'll be a point in our lives where we might have to move on from this. And 
I can imagine how hard and difficult it would be to sort of put something like that in, in the past. Yeah, it's a huge passion project, mm. you know, and when it spans that kind of time, you know, you get you get a little concerned that it is finite and that you're going to have to stop eventually. Yeah. Luckily, I mean, luckily enough, we have a subject that will keep us talking for a millennia. Yeah. I suppose. And I mean, that that's the same, I think, with most people. But the issue really does come down to uh, whether it's viable or not anymore. And I guess, you know, sometimes these things just happen. And it, and it does. But you had, a, you had a fantastic run, boys, really. Yeah, huge. And uh, should be very well celebrated. So pat yourselves on the back. You yeah. did a fantastic job. Definitely. And they're, they're still going to be streaming over on their Twitch channel, a couple of NPCs. So there'll be a link in the uh, the show notes. Go and check them out. They've, they do absolutely fantastic streams. Um, a lot of, uh, lot of uh, Nintendo-based stuff, so good for our audience to jump on in there. Mm-hmm. Done some really fun um, Pokemon Nuzlocks in the past. Yeah. Fire Red Leaf Green and um, sort of the Game Boy Advance um, games. So definitely go and check them out. So a couple of NPCs on Twitch and Twitter. Um, no longer the podcast, but definitely go and check them out. Absolutely. So that's uh, the Guru Geek Out for this week. Bryce, do you have anything you'd like to discuss? Um, I guess for me, for me personally, is just a generalization. And that is thank you to internet friends. Thank you, internet friends. Yes. Yeah. You know, I think um, just the amount of time that we've spent meeting people uh, online, meeting them in person through packs or stuff like that. And then there's people that I'm yet to meet, but have had years of connections with like, Throughout the day, I will just get messages from these people, like, in all sorts of different places. And um, it really keeps, like, the sort of socialization up as an adult that, uh, you know, is generally pretty busy with day-to-day life as it is. Um, It's just really nice to get something from somebody knowing that, you know, not all of our interactions have to be, you know, from across the table sort of thing. Mm. Um, It is definitely welcome any time somebody wants to chat there's never a bad time um the only time that's a bad time is when i can't respond immediately because i've got my hands full you know but the only reason that's bad is because i can't respond (laughs) Mm. if that makes sense so i guess that is it that is it for me this week i think is just pointing out to the fact that uh, online relationships definitely have uh, sort of Kept me sane for quite some time, especially, you know, finding people that have similar similar interests and that I can really hold a conversation with, which we don't get a lot in this small town. Like, <laughs> no. How many, how many people in this town can we nerd out about, you know, video games or Nintendo or something like that? Even, even people we grew up with don't really do that anymore, mm. you know, and they used to. So, kind of unfortunate, I guess, but... We maintain the uh, big man baby status. We do. Yeah. We do. Which I'm proud of. Yeah. Good on us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I guess that's my little geek out for this week. Yeah, definitely. It definitely helps me out too. Like just obviously why this sort of segment started being like, you know, tribute to Bobby Paul's becoming good friends with him. But, you know, there's there's tens and tens and maybe even hundreds of people with, which I've interacted with online and it's just fun to nerd out on this stuff and I think ultimately why this podcast is a lot of fun too. People might listen to this and be like, hey, there's some boys out there that enjoy Nintendo as well from a small town in Australia, which, um, you know, if you're listening to um, IGN podcasts or whatever, like, oh, you know, they're, they're in the video game industry, they're in California, it's the tech hub or whatever. That's that's probably pretty common. But, you know, it's uh, people like us are, are out there in rural places, which, uh, you know, uh, you're just expected to get your trade. Do your thing. Go to the pub on the weekends. Yeah. 
ride your motorbikes, <laughs> you know, just do the standard stuff. But there are definitely a lot of nerds out there oh, like absolutely. yourself, like us. Absolutely. Yeah, mm. for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was uh, the second Guru Geek Out for the House of Mario. So a lot of fun. I love uh, sharing a bit of uh, positivity. Yeah, me too. Among, uh, among the community. So, yeah. yeah. Good fun. Absolutely. So, Bryce, do you want to talk about your Wii U hacking at the start of the episode or you want to leave it? Um, sure. Why not? This I mean, is, this seems to be the best place to put it. So, yeah, yeah that's it. So, I got my Wii U. Um, we talked about this. What was it last week? Yep. Yeah. So, we talked about this last week. Yep. I ended up getting my Wii U. You updated to the brand new uh, firmware. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it bricked your console. You're like, sweet. No, because they'd already exploited it. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> they did. Oh, well, okay. Look, as somebody that, um, and, if Dash ever listens to this episode, he'll attest to this. But oh, being, he, he won't. He won't. Being in the modding, <laughs> being in the modding scene for quite some time, whether it be like uh, you know iDevices or consoles or something like that, they get on they get on this shit pretty fast, and it's very rare that it ever lasts a week before it's back up again. So um, very much the same case with this, and um, so I've been some play, uh, doing some playing with it, and it's going really well so far. I've gotten like. A fair, a fair bit done. Um, I would uh, like to say that trying to get anything that you want native on the Switch is a uh, Switch Wii U is a massive pain in the ass uh, because it involves having like a legitimate eShop title and then having to uh, basically ri- you have to rip its title key from it using a software. Uh, that is done through command prompt and you have to really like shuffle it all around just to get it to whatever like and you have to like modify your own title card your own loading screen thing and like all that Mm. stuff and you do all that um and i haven't been able to get it successfully to work yet but what does work on the wii u and is is a native emulator on pretty much everything is retro arch so um or Retro Archive, I guess is what it's short for. Um, I uh, managed to get that running on the Wii U and I've been able to play GBA ROMs and not quite PlayStation games yet, but I know I can play PlayStation games with it and stuff like that as well and just like a whole list of things. So that's been a really good way to sort of test the waters of what I want to do with the Wii U. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, there's also a lot of other stuff like installing games like your backups or whatever of legitimate copies and you know probably stuff that they look down upon which i've avoided um but i really just wanted to see where i could push this thing and it's actually going extremely well for what it's worth i've got a two terabyte hard drive attached to it so i've um just i've taken some blue tack just rolled it up, stuck it on the bottom of the hard drive and slapped it on top of the Wii U <laughs> so the kids can't just like rip it off and run away with it and yeah, just like, cause yeah. chaos. Mm. Um, and uh, it's it's been going pretty good. Obviously, like I've got a shit ton of space now, so it's no real big problem. The only problem with um, doing it in that method, and I mean, it's a, myth, it's a problem with doing it with the Wii U anyway, is that if you want to put a portable hard drive in the Wii U, you either need a portable hard drive that uses its own power source or you need a Y cable. So you can double stick the Wii U to yeah. know, do things. Um so yeah, I guess like from my from my current position and experience, it's going extremely well. And I really want it to uh sort of become that hub base for my under the TV retro stuff. And I think that it's totally possible. 
Um, just there is some things that require a bit of a workaround and I will get there eventually and I'll learn how to do it eventually. But right now I'm more concerned to just testing things and seeing where I like them and stuff like that. The only ones that absolutely need that uh, title key pull is, I think it's a uh, GBA N64 and DS. I think those are the only ones that actually need like a native native spot on your TV, right. whereas everything else can just be played through an emulator. Oh, no, wait. Yeah, GBA can play through, be played through an emulator as well, so yep. no big deal. But yeah, no, it's 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 really good, um, and I'm enjoying my time just sort of stuffing around with it and seeing seeing how it works. Yeah. Yeah. No, it seems cool because um, I know like my OCD, like I want every um, game to have its own tile on the Wii U home screen. I don't mm. want to go into the emulator. Mm. And that, you can. Yeah, 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 I know. It's possible. So I'll definitely, that's the route I'd want to go down because otherwise if I'm just running an emulator, I'd probably rather just to do it on like my PC or whatever. I mean, yeah, but I I recommend installing it anyway just to see, you know, what you can do with it before you get into it. Mm. Because um, yeah. obviously if you're going to put all that effort and stuff like that to make a tile on your, on your console... Because it is quite the amount of effort and you have to do it for every single game you want to put on there at this current point in time. Um, you know, it, it is it is a process. So you need to see what you need to be like, is it worth doing this? And so you just pull the emulator. The emulator runs a lot of things as it is and then give it a crack from there. Um, there's a lot of people that still do use uh, emulator only, surprisingly enough. But, but that's mm-hmm. because, um, you know, you can customize... Uh, Sorry, save save states and stuff like that, like a regular emulator does. So you can have multiple copies and backups of places you are in a game or what have you. If you make a mistake, you can always roll back to a specific mm-hmm. save. You don't you obviously don't get that with a tiled title. So yeah, there's that. Yeah, that's cool. Uh what have you actually been playing apart from have you just been like dabbling in like a little bit of stuff on the Wii U or have you just been like jump into it, it works, cool, jump out? Um, no, I haven't like uh, dedicated my time to playing anything specifically apart from one thing, which was like a fire red hack. And that was about it. And it's absolutely kicking my ass, by the way. <laughs> I think I'm like, not, uh, it's, it's a Pokemon, the last fire red. Um, and, uh, I think I've spent two hours in it <laughs> so far and I'm not even up to Viridian Forest yet. <laughs> like it is it is absolutely kicking my ass. Like the first the first rifle battle, you just legitimately I don't think you programmed to beat it at all. So you can't beat it. You walk out into the grass. As soon as you get out into the grass, you've got like a little bit of area where you can grind if you want. But just as soon as you pass a little bit in that grass on the way to Viridian City, you get a battle with Richie. And Richie has a Pikachu that can kick your ass. I was the unfortunate soul that picked Sobble. Richie from the anime. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was the unfortunate soul that picked Sobble as the starter. So that's how that <laughs> went, right? And then we went a little further on Viridian, did the Pokedex thing because the story relatively remains the same. Um, but they've added in like anything up to generation eight in terms of Pokemon or features like Ultra Wormholes, Gigantamaxing, Dynamaxing, Z moves. It's all in the game. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm. Just the, it's in fire red. It's it's absolutely crazy. But um going a little further on, I, I was like, all right, do the catching tutorial, all right, move on, go to Viridian Forest. As soon as I move up to Viridian Forest, I am greeted to Ash. <laughs> <laughs> and Ash uh, because the way the game scales, it is scaled to um 
always have their Pokemon at the highest level Pokemon in your party. Right. So you have very limited options in terms of typing when you're in the first two routes for very obvious reasons. Um, so you move forward. <laughs> I got to Ash. I'm like, all right, time to time to deal with this. He's got like a Riolu. The Riolu sw- sweeps my team first up. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh my fucking God. And then eventually, you know, after numerous attempts or whatever, I managed to get him down to like, he's got three Pokemon. He's got a Galarian Farfetch'd, a Riolu and a Pikachu. I can't. I can almost kill the Pikachu, but then I've got a Galarian Farfetch to deal with, which has, for some reason, absurdly high defense. And I've got a party of, like, five Pokemon that are, like, level 14 to 16, and I still can't beat the fast. I don't know how to beat him. So, just, like, yeah, putting pain onto yourself through your Wii U. Yeah, hacking, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? It's it's cool to have stuff like that on the TV, too. Yeah, definitely. You know? And, like, on the gamepad. Yeah. And just like playing it wherever you want. Like yeah. you've, you've got to eat your computer desk, don't you? So you can just like get it and take it to the lounge room and yeah, that's right. do what you want with it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Just absolutely mess with it. Yeah. Just relive 2012 all over again, man. <laughs> just just enjoy it. I mean, it's fun. Yeah. Like just messing with the console itself. Um, the reason I bought a new Wii U for this is because my gamepad is extremely scuffed and, you know, it's not really worth bothering with anymore. Whenever I actually have to play a game that uses gamepad features like uh, the... Uh, map system or whatever in Xenoblade Chronicles X, I've literally just opted to, you know, use the pro controller and just use the touch screen of the gamepad to do things because mm. it's just, it's not worth the bother. Yeah, right. um, my left stick's broken on it. It seems to be that that's the case with a lot of gamepads that went out in circa 2012 or whatever, mm. whatever year it was. Yep. Um, And so, yeah, I just went and got a new one instead. It was just sort of, Easier off. Uh, it wasn't brand, brand new. It was secondhand, but it's it's barely been touched. So, yeah, no complaints there. Yeah. Mm. Now, I'm looking forward to see if you can get everything running on it, running uh, nice and smoothly, uh, yeah. natively, and I'll come over and I'll play every single Mario Kart with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, what I've been... I've, I've just uh, been dabbling in Apex Legends on um Switch. And oh, I, have you? I just uh, I just went to play a little bit just to see how it holds up, you know, we all we all sort of know that you know it's running at uh, I think it's five seventy p in handheld mode and seven twenty on the TV and it's thirty frames a second. So the, yeah. the specs are like you know it's a lot <laughs> way down from like the PS4 and Xbox One versions, let alone the enhanced versions on you know the next generation consoles. It's um it's a bit of a jump down. But I only played on uh, handheld mode. I played through like the the training tutorial, see what that's all about, and Honestly, it felt pretty good, honestly, in handheld mode. I never tried it on the TV. Um, maybe I never will, I don't think. <laughs> Just install it on your Xbox. I've got it on my Xbox, yeah. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> um, but, Bryce, we run a Nintendo podcast. I want to let the people know how Apex Legends oh, runs on the Switch. I mean, go for it. I just I just knew it wasn't going to perform great. Like, mm. No, but honestly, it's serviceable, especially in handheld mode. It works well. It's a free game, so right. um, if... if if someone's just like, I want something to waste time while I'm on the couch, I think that's a good option. If you don't have another console, I think, honestly, it will work well enough for you. But, yeah, if, if you're in the position where you do have a, a PlayStation or whatever, there is, yeah, it's pretty obvious what platform you're probably going to enjoy the game more on just from from its being like fluid with its uh, 60 frames a second on other platforms and enhanced the, graphics and all the, that type of thing. The only competitive shooter I can actually recommend on Switch is uh, Paladins. 
Yeah. And that's because it is 60 frames per second mm. and it runs pretty much perfectly. Yeah. So that, that 60 frames a second uh, bit is always something that stands out a lot to me because I remember when, um, when Destiny came out on PlayStation 4 on consoles, Destiny ran at 30 frames a second. And when you're used to like Call of Duty, which for generations has been playing at 60 frames a second, that's just what you're used to when it comes to first person shooters for the most part. But when you're playing Destiny, I'm like, oh, I can tell. And I'm not usually like a frame counter or someone who can tell that type of thing. No. But, but when it comes to first-person shooters, like, you know, I can't, I get like a bit nauseous. It's a necessity. Yeah. I feel like it is too. But in handheld mode, I'm like, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. So definitely go and give it a go. But there are a lot of bugs and that going on with the game at the moment. So wait for some patches. I jumped into like my first game and the, the, the whole game just crashed and took me back to the main menu. I'm like, I don't know if this has ever happened to me on Switch before. <laughs> just a, a bunch of software just take, just crashing, hard locking the system and going back to the menu. I'm like, huh, there you go. <laughs> had as much faith in EA as I ever had. Fantastic. Good well, job. Well, it's actually a panic button that um, ported the game. And they actually generally do like a great job with the porting oh, games I'm, to the Switch. So I, I'm, I'm sure they did. But I'm sure they did, but EA says, says Bryce, big. <laughs> there's there's a lot of there's okay there's a lot of problems with Apex natively. Like it, it it's a good game and it's actually a really good battle royale in, compar- in comparison to most of them out there. Mm. But you know, a lot of a lot of the design choices are very questionable, like not being able to carry your progress over on other consoles because of crossplay or what have you. Like, that's one thing, let alone another. Mm. Um, so, basically, if you want to have an Apex account now uh, and you want to play on PC or Xbox or whatever, it's not like Fortnite where you can just log in with your account and you generally keep keep your stuff, right? You have to buy it all over again. And the problem with Apex and that is that you are legitimately just locked out of characters if you play like that because characters also have to be bought. Yeah, so there there was a bit of um an interview with one of the developers, and I, I was thinking about bringing it in the show, but I'm like, oh no, it's not really that that much of a news item. But um, apparently they are looking into crossplay, and whether oh. that whether that happens next couple of months, next five years, don't really know. But it, it is something you can definitely tell that um, EA and um, the studio are definitely looking into. It should have happened years ago. It should have like because the thing is is. Um, I can't remember who I was talking to, but it was somebody. Somebody um, you tweeted, and then I talked about it. Uh, oh, it was about the size of the game on the eShop or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah and I said, um, you know, this game came out around the time that Fortnite introduced the crossplay stuff. If not after they introduced the crossplay stuff, mm-hmm. it should have been a thought on their mind like so so long ago at this point, you know, because that became like the huge draw to Fortnite. Is it's like well. I didn't have to buy multiple things on multiple consoles to keep what I want. Yeah, it's definitely more of a turn off. Like it would be a lot easier if I could play on Xbox Series X and be like, all right, I want to muck around on the couch. Then you pick up your Switch and you continue on there. But Fortnite, that, that is that is the key to its success. Just how easy it is to jump from your iPad to your Switch to your PlayStation to your Xbox. And, you know, once they got past the whole... Um, bullshit PlayStation were trying to pull off by locking um, locking the game to their platform. Um, it's just so easy to jump in. 
doesn't matter. You can jump on on your phone if you don't have your switch on you. You can use your switch if you feel like having a bit more control. If you want uh, the graphics and all that to look really nice on your 4K TV, you've got those options as well. Mm. I think, um, yeah, I think every three-to-play game needs to take that into account. I know it's not as easy as <laughs> as easy as that, but um, it definitely does help get people in the door. Like I, I get where they're at, where they're like. You know, uh, if you want one get one one game on one platform, say you get it on Xbox, and you're like, oh, but I also want it on PlayStation, and it's a full price game, and you're paying, you know, eighty dollars, ninety dollars, one hundred dollars, or even these days, one hundred and ten dollars, you know, for the game, and they're like, well, you can't just take that revenue from one and give it to the other, and I'm like, yeah, I, I get that notion, but the problem is, is free to play is an absolute and utter lie. For these games, 90% of the time, there's always like something where you're just like, oh, I want that cosmetic. So you're like, all right, I'll buy some loot boxes and then you'll just keep doing it until eventually you've spent well over the price of two regular games. Like, and it can happen. It's just a gradual burn to get mm. to that point that's, as opposed to yeah. spending it immediately. That's why I appreciated the terminology Nintendo had, mm. like free to start. Like, yeah. It was like, yes, you will pay, but you know, you can give it a go. But it's not like, yes, you can play this forever. You'll never spend any money. But, you know, a lot of these games, like, you, you don't have to spend money. But if you want to enjoy the game, obviously you do. But yeah, it's, it's never saying like, all right, this is your time to pay now. Otherwise, you're locked out. You can still play, just uh, not as those characters. Not with that cool skin. That's not, exactly right. Not with uh, some currency to buy some cool stuff. That's know? exactly right. So, so that, yeah. And that's exactly what they do. And then eventually it does go to the point where you're just like, oh, what's... What's twenty dollars? What's you know whatever? And here, here with my hand up, I say, look, that's me as a League of Legends player. Oh, yeah. That's what I fucking did, and now I spent like two point five grand on the game. Yeah, but the, I, I actually don't mind if it's if it's a game you're really enjoying. Like, oh yeah, if yeah, it's League yeah, of Legends, yeah. like, like for for me personally, it's Pokemon Go, where I'm like, I'm enjoying this game. They're bringing out events. I'm like, yeah, I'll put thirty bucks onto it this month. And like you know, spend it on raid passes and stuff I'm interested in over the next you know, month or uh, six weeks, and I'm quite happy with that because the the stuff they're putting in the game I'm enjoying and it yeah. keeps evolving and evolving. It's not just like all right, I'm going to put sixty bucks into this game and it ends. It just keeps going for years and years until people lose interest and eventually, yeah, they they throw the game in the bin. The only thing that's really keeping me invested in Pokemon Go personally is the fact that. I can carry on that progress to something that's a little bit more meaningful. Like if I go to a raid, get a legendary, and then I can transfer it over with Go Energy or get a shiny or something like that. Bring it to Pokemon Home. Yeah. Yeah, and move it mm. to an actual Pokemon game. That's what I mean. Like mm-hmm. it's something a bit more meaningful than like, uh, caught a Pokemon. It's like, is it good IVs? It's like, yes, it's good IVs. But what do IVs account for in this game? Uh, three stats. Cool. <laughs> it's like, all right. No worries. I guess I'll keep this in Pokemon Go, and uh, because if I transfer it over, it's definitely not a perfect Pokemon. It's a semi-perfect Pokemon because the other three stats it rolls as soon as it's transferred over are going to be shite. <laughs> so there's no point. But like stuff like shinies or, um, you know, legendaries or mythicals, even and transferring mm-hmm. that over to bank, like that 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 is that is the reason that I'm like, yeah, all right, I can yeah. keep spending time in this and not be too best. That's what got me into it, but now I'm I'm at the point in Pokemon Go where I actually care about my collection in Go as well. Yeah, um, no, I'll never care about that. <laughs> <laughs> there is no, there is not enough incentive to bother. Um, 
it could like the Pokemon Go League, I think is, I, I know there's a lot of people that are like really passionate about it, but in terms of like strategy and your options and like how flexible the Pokemon are, it's very scarce. Um, so if you, if you don't really care about the competitive side of it, then you're like, all right, it's whatever, I'll just move on to the collection aspect. But then the collection aspect, you've got badges for collecting X amount of Pokemon or finishing a region's Pokedex or whatever. But at the end of it, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think you're going to get Jack Squat. You know, you're not going to get a shiny charm or. Oh yeah, no, no. It's, it's just about having the collection. Just like if you if you're collecting a living dex for your Pokemon home, um, you know you do get gifted a, a Pokemon, but at the end of the day, it's not like you get a new house and like all these wicked things in the game. It's just for your own personal collection aspect. It's like any collection, like whether you're aiming for a whole collection of baseball cards or you just want a certain set or whatever. That's yeah, but just what it comes down to. Yeah, but what it, what it comes down to for me is when I'm looking at that as well as you're somebody with a living dex, correct? Right, I was, but then they brought out new generations of Pokemon and I haven't updated it. Right, but that was only one generation out, right? Mm. Yeah, okay. So let's pretend we were back last generation. You let's, had, right, let's do it. When you had a complete living dex, right? Last generation, Sun yeah. and Moon. Oh, now, damn it. Well, I'm done with this game. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, you have, you have a collection of all these Pokemon, right? Mm, right. Now you can move any of those Pokemon to your game. Again, it's, right? it's beautiful. You mm. can raise any of those Pokemon. They're going to become useful in some prospect. Now, while you're also on that... Most of those Pokemon as well are going to be breedable. And those Pokemon that are breedable are also going to help you make more competitive grade Pokemon. And you're never going to have to hunt them down because you've already got them in your collection and that's what it is. Right? Right. Catching a Pokemon in Pokemon Go, right? You're either going to catch it for the collection aspect or you're going to catch more to raise it. And the problem is, is that there's no way to modify stats or anything like that. So the competitive battling scene is largely produced on luck of you getting the Pokemon that you need at a decent CP and, you know, IV and all that. The collection aspects only rewards is badges. And you can't do anything other with, with those Pokemon and in the collection, especially since you have to buy so much space for Pokemon. Mm, yeah. And you're still never going to have enough to fit an entire eight generations in there. Like, it's, it's not going to happen. Like there is, there is a point where you're going to get to a chokehold and you're like, well, farming's really stupid now because I have to like go into my thing and then delete and then delete and then delete. But the value of having, my point is, is the value of have, have, having a living dex in home as opposed to go is, is far outweighed. Oh, of course. Yeah. I don't have a living dex in Pokemon home. I think right I know people are like looking for like you know, a shiny Kanto dex and stuff in Pokemon go. And when people say that, I'm like. That sounds pretty cool, but at the same time, no. <laughs> I'd rather just have them at home, you know. Yeah, especially since you know space is free and well, it's not free. It's a it's a yearly subscription. But actually, my Pokemon home the other day, I went in there. It's like you got thirty Pokemon. I'm like, oh fuck, my, my subscriptions lapsed and I haven't paid it. I'm like, oh god, where are they gone? I just, I've got everything in there, <laughs> and I just I pay it again. I give them uh, their thirty dollars a year for their subpar service, and. uh while well, they're there again. It's actually not that bad at the moment. Yeah. Bank, bank was bad. Yeah, so bank was... I, I just had decent expectations for home. It's just so frustrating how the mobile app and the Switch app, they just work differently. Hey, you can't do certain things from the Switch app and you can't do certain things from the mobile app. 
It's like, why aren't they just exactly the same? And I can just move Pokemon in my in my on my mobile version. I can you know trade on my Switch version. It's just it's just it doesn't make any sense, Bryce. But you know, Nintendo fans, we're used to that. It's all good. <laughs> You need literally, to, literally none of Nintendo's online subscriptions or online services make sense. So you need, you need to go and finish your living decks on that. Forget Pokemon Go. Go and get your Pokeball Magina. Yeah, right. I will. I will. I'll go and do it just for you, Bryce. I'll you go need, and do you it. need to do it. Go get your Pokeball Magina because okay. it's like the only way you can get it. <laughs> All right. Next time um, I'm playing Pokemon Go, I'll make sure I do that. Yeah. You should. Yeah. All right, Bryce. So before we jump into the news, we uh, last week, I actually forgot to bring this up, but uh, Baker Boy, talking to me on Discord, he said, boys, I miss the uh, the drink reviews you guys do. So we've actually got some drinks here. I've got one of my favorites here, Bryce. You've got a nice softie there. So uh, <laughs> Softie. Softie. So, Bryce, what a softie are you consuming tonight? Uh, consumed. I consumed. <laughs> She's gone. She's gone. Yeah. Okay. Here's Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Right. If you've ever drunk Dr. Pepper, you either love it or you hate it. I'm in the camp that loves it. I'm the camp that hates it. Well, you're wrong. Can I smell again just so I can re- remind myself? I'll, I'll give you a review of the smell of Bryce's can. You're wrong. It smells all right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's the problem then? I don't know. Last time, last time I had it, I just remembered like not enjoying it. It's an authentic blend of 23 flavors. They like to say it's not cherry cola, but it's definitely fucking cherry cola that's yeah. exactly what it is it's cherry cola and i love me some cherry so i'm good with that nice man nice mm. yeah so bryce enjoys that one for anyone in the states just just so you know that in australia dr pepper is kind of rare to find oh yeah yeah just yeah in the states you're like dude that's everywhere but no no it's not they actually used to sell it natively here believe it or not it didn't sell very well back in the uh, 90s i think it was in the 90s it didn't sell very well in the 90s so that so they actually stopped producing it here but now there's there's Apparently, a lot of people in this generation that actually enjoy it. So, you know, a lot of people are sort of like, where's the Dr. Pepper, guys? Where's the Dr. Pepper? And Dr. Pepper are like, you didn't fucking like it when we brought it over there last time. So it's a new generation this time, to be fair, boys. Mm, yeah. Bring it back over and just give it give us a bit of a test it's again. Kind of, it's kind of like Taco Bell. Taco Bell, when it, uh, it, it got a shop in uh, Queensland, in Brisbane, and it was just like, oh, my God, Taco Bell's coming to Australia. And we're all like... Greasy tacos. And we're all like, yes, please, just give us some junk food tacos. I would I would actually love that, like, rather than going to, like, Zambrero and paying, like, a premium for mm. a really expensive burrito. They're great, though, and they are healthy. They're nice. Get some black rice. Yeah, for Bryce. They're nice, but I'm, I don't really feel like paying $20 just for a burrito. No, no, I agree with you there, mate. That's a, that's mm. really expensive. Mm. Sometimes I just feel like some junky Mexican and that's fine. Yeah. Now, this was a big thing and everybody was like, oh, yes, awesome. It's coming back. Like, mm-hmm. And um, I think they've been in Queensland like three years and they have like three stores in Queensland and it hasn't moved. hasn't gone anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. Like God damn it, just bring it bring it down here. And then I actually did some research into it and apparently they actually did try to start up in Australia again back in like the eighties or the early nineties and it just, like it. it just didn't succeed. Right. No. Because you know what Australians like? They're like, Well like my meat and free veg, mate. That's <laughs> all I give a shit about as long as there's a chop on my plate and some poos with some mash. We're good. Yeah, but all of the fast food chains, you don't get chops and mash from any of them. No, but my point is is that it's a lot more prominent these days than it was back then. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people were happy to just go, there's my chops and there's my mash and poos. What else do you need? And it's just like, okay, cool. No worries. But these days, like, people are happy to eat anything 
and we're not very much a chop and three veg uh, country anymore. We're, you know, <laughs> very much uh, expanding our horizons, especially with the multicultural stuff, whether it be, you know, Indian restaurants, Chinese restaurants or... Mm. Well, know, I feel like that, that's always been a thing here in Australia. Not, not as prominently it has, as it has in recent years, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely definitely been a lot uh, bigger in recent years. Yeah, so Americans bring over your trashy fast food. Yeah, please, shit, yeah, please, yeah, please yeah, bring yeah. it over. I would like to just have some trashy tacos, boys. Is mm. that a real problem? No. Yeah. No, no, it's not. It's definitely <laughs> not. So tonight I'm drinking a Kraken, which is a, some nice spiced rum. No, it's beautiful stuff. That Kraken with cola, and it's like in a stubby, really beautiful. Um, definitely my favorite drink. I was always a Captain Morgan guy, but since I've been drinking these, Captain Morgan just Kind of tastes like petrol. It doesn't taste the same anymore, does it? It kind it kind of wrecks me. I, I hate that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Captain Morgan's a lot cheaper. Yeah, and Captain Morgan was just like you know we're like oh yes fine connoisseurs of spiced rum, mm. and then we had that and we're like we were not fine connoisseurs of spiced rum. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well I never thought I was a fine connoisseur. But- Look, last time we went drinking, yeah, you're like oh I'll bring Captain and Kraken. Yeah. And we we well I I know <laughs> I definitely got terps enough to just be like all right. I would really like the Kraken, but if you need that Captain gone, I'll drink that because I can't taste it. I did need it gone, yeah. And I had like a quarter of a bottle left, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I ended up drinking. <laughs> and that's why you'll sick over the toilet the next day. That's right, yeah. I'm like, oh, like filth. <laughs> it's, it's funny because we had family friends staying that night as well and we could just... Um, <laughs> Catherine, she could just hear you from like the next door, but she didn't know she didn't know who it was, me or you. But she's like, "Oh, <laughs> someone's sick." Apparently, you're loud as hell. Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> oh shit, yeah. yeah, yeah. Spice rum. I got I got pipes on me, man. Like, oh yeah, I'm sure you do. You got some pipes. I, I got some pipes on me, man. Spice yeah. rum doesn't stay in Bryce's tum. No, Captain Morgan doesn't. <laughs> Not anymore. Nah, it's a shame. Yeah, that is a goddamn shame. Mm. All right, Bryce, let's segue from that into some Nintendo news. Oh, wrong one. Is that all? Wrong one. My body is still. So, Bryce, we talked about the Switch Pro last week and we have some more rumors. Now, we established Bryce is not a believer in rumors. And I'm not necessarily either, but uh, if anything, it's a fun little discussion point about the future of Nintendo and the Switch platform, so let's jump into it. So this is from tomsguides.com, and the article is, Nintendo Switch Pro launch looks closer thanks to NVIDIA. So the article reads, the existence of the Nintendo Switch Pro may have been given credibility boost thanks to a new report on this uh, on the chip inside this uh, inside Nintendo's current consoles. A source within the video claims the company is halting production on the Tegra X1 chipset used on the Nintendo Switch and Nintendo Switch Lite this year. Unfortunately, this source did didn't say exactly what was coming next year, but this info is already enough to get our minds racing. Uh, Nintendo said nothing about the about completely stopping production of the Switch, and it's still seeing, uh, still selling well even four years after its release. Therefore, it seems likely that it will need a new chipset of some kind to continue production for more Switch units. And needing a new uh, needing a new chip is an excellent opportunity to make some upgrades to performance, like the ones rumored for the Switch Pro. Rumors around the Switch performance boost have uh, tipped to deliver uh, 1080p graphics rendering when in handheld mode, and 
some 4K output when docked. It's not hugely likely a Switch console will be able to deliver uh, true 4K gaming, but some leaks and hints points towards a uh, a form of co-processor in a new Switch dock to help mix up graphics into a 4K output. That being said, NVIDIA may just be uh, killing off the current Tegra X uh, 1 macro, no, uh, sorry, Mariko, and simply refreshing it with some new minor tweaks that won't result in the significant performance boost for Nintendo Switch consoles that use whatever replaces Mariko. Uh, the rumors for a Switch Pro don't just revolve around processing, though. There are also been recent reports that Nintendo is using a larger, more power-efficient 7-inch uh, 720p OLED display panels from Samsung. While that's the same resolution as the uh, display on the current Switch. This report also says the Switch Pro will gain the ability to output 4K when connected to a separate display. Uh, a follow-up report on these displays revealed Nintendo is ordering between uh, 500,000 and 1 million of them uh, a month. Uh, it certainly looks like the actions of a company preparing for a major spike in demand around launch. Nintendo itself has said there is no upcoming plans for a new console. However, that could mean we still see a Switch Pro emerge at some point in the future, even if it's a year later. So, brand new rumors for the Switch Pro, Bryce. Um, tech, oh, NVIDIA uh, stopping the production of the current chipset used in Nintendo Switch, which is a big thing because that is the main part Nintendo uses to drive their chipset and get the Nintendo Switch to do what it does. Um, so like, like we always say, take this room with a grain of salt. You don't know how many of those they've got backed up. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Yeah. They could, they could have, they could have the switch supplied for the next five years. <laughs> yeah. They could be like, all right, we're stopping this because we will have a new console. So, oh good. When's that happening? Five years. We've got millions of these bad boys ready That's to exactly go. exactly right. You don't know. Like just because they stopped producing them now doesn't exactly mean that they're done. Like, you know, the switch is obviously going to keep selling, but- they could have plenty of them in the rungs ready to go. Yeah. Mm. So just a little bit of information out there for you guys. If you're maybe waiting to buy a brand new Switch, if you're looking to upgrade or whatever, whatever there is a little bit of evidence that Nintendo might be getting Working ready. something. Because yeah. there's a couple of rumors now to do with screens, to do with the chipset, and the information comes keeps coming in. So we'll see how it goes. So, Bryce, big news here. So, uh, this is from NintendoLife.com and Smash Bros. Game Director... Game Director... Game Director. Game Director. Uh, Masaru Sakurai is now verified on Twitter. So, congratulations, Sakurai. Congratulations, Sakurai. You now don't have to differentiate you from the, fa from the fake account. Yeah. So, there's so many fake accounts and apparently no, Sakurai didn't actually put in to be verified by Twitter. He just randomly got verified. So. Oh, yeah, because I got sick of the fake account. Because a fake... Oh, yeah. There's one fake account that uh, saw a Sakurai with two eyes. Um, and... Yeah, that's so annoying. It's like, oh, what's this? Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's it, it is a thing <laughs> from time to time with him where he will just do what Sakurai does and post screenshots, but it will be of like <laughs> horny things like Pyra's ass or <laughs> something like that. And he'd just be like, I am a fan of Pyra. Still worth a, still worth a follow, but um, this, this, this is a translation from one of Sakurai's posts. So, I got verified. Since when did this happen? Even though I think I hadn't applied or even requested for it in the first place. Nevertheless, thank you very much. So, there you go. So, if you're looking for Sakurai, make sure you look for the verified account because it can be a bit tricky because all of his uh, tweets are in Japanese. So, if you're not natively speaking, the fake one, the fake one uh, put, it, put a fake star next to it to try... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Just just be like, oh, yeah, I'm verified. I'm verified with my emoji right next to my name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So carrying on with the Sakurai news. So this is from MyNintendoNews.com. And the article is, Sakurai explains why Rex was not included as a Smash Ultimate fighter. Because he's boring. <laughs> So he actually goes into a bit from a Famitsu uh, interview. So these are some dot points pulled from that interview. And uh, the first one is, uh, quote, When it was decided that we were to create a character from Xenoblade Chronicles 2, the very first thing I thought about was to show and move Rex and Pyra at at the same time on a screen. But as a, but a, a conclusion that it's impossible came at a match speed. I some, somewhat requested the team to inspect it, but it was impossible, end quote. Uh, another quote from the interview. When we talk about two people who mo- move as a single group, they're the ice climbers. They have the same looks, but can only do the same things. When we tried Rex plus Pyra, it was clear we would not be, uh, we could not do an essential task to have their data capacity ex- uh, extend a processing load threshold, end quote. Uh, the third quote, uh, uh, the system to have Rex as the main fighter and Pyra overseeing him was also uh, demand by uh, to be uh, determined to be too difficult. Uh, the design was so complex that a lot of things would have to be done. End quote. And the last quote, Bryce, uh, Rex would have to be moved on his own. But then I thought it would be better if we can change between Pyra and Mifra. End quote. So they tried like a bunch of different combinations, both of Rex and Pyra, sort of working together. But you know, you can imagine that would be. Messy. Yeah, messy because like with ice climbs it works because they look exactly the same and you, you get the idea that they're they're a partner together. But when mm. you got two very different looking characters moving together, you can imagine like you know, in a situation with like an eight player smash. Yeah, <laughs> it's like who's who, what's going on. So I think uh, they did um, come up pretty well. Yeah, I think I think they made the right decision by doing what they're doing. Um, it's. Uh Definitely works for me. I'm I'm quite a fan of both of them as characters as they are, let alone how they play and how they're sort of just like the uh, Smash slash Buster equivalent of Shulk's Minato Arts, which uh, is good. I know that there's a lot of people out there that will just play Mithra for Mithra because speed character and people love their speed characters far too much. So that's one thing, I suppose. Mm. Um but uh, yeah, definitely with the way with the way that they work in the game, it'd be far too complex to sort of just constantly like mix it up. It would be very much it'd be very much sort of the same thing, but with all the moving elements in a stage and sort of things sort of tied to that, and seeing a seeing a beam being cast everywhere on the Rex would be entirely distracting. And yeah, I think I think it was just better to just leave it as is and. Yeah. yeah, it works out really well. I love the character. I've been playing more throughout the week as well. So really, really excellent. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right, Bryce. So the next one, we got a brand new game announcement. And uh, I'm pulling this from Vooks.net, a fantastic Australian Vooksy. Nintendo resource. So go and check them out if you haven't already. Vooksy, Vooksy, Vooksy. But uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge was announced. And according to Vox, it looks radical, but I would have to agree with that. Bryce, have you looked at much of the announcement trailer for this? You haven't? No. Nah. So just pulling from uh, Vux's uh, article here. So Dot Mew has announced a brand new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, co-op brawler. Shredder's Revenge looks just like the 1890s Konami games, but has been developed by Tribute Games and published by Dot Mew. 
Some of Tribute's... Uh, uh, some of Trib- Tribute Games' development team was responsible for Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, the game, and is uh, playable with up to four players simultaneously. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge will be released on PC and consoles. So we don't actually have a Switch, but it you know, surely will be released on Switch. Dotmu has uh, supported the Switch in the past, so we think a Switch version is a certainty. So, uh, Bryce, you, you've, you've got to go and check out the... Uh, the trailer for this. It's awesome. Um, oh, I, I will. I, I went back and I was listening to like remixes of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles themes because the original one and the TMNT one, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, the, yeah. The uh, 2000, 2000. 2003. So, yeah, 2002 know, version. When we were kids watching it on Cheese TV and stuff yeah, in Australia. Yeah. Um, that is like one of the coolest intro songs like i i i kind of forgot about it in my head but turtles man got it off one two three four turtles <laughs> something something mutant chain reaction turtles in an underground yeah so you know it you know it in jitsu action turtles it's a shell of the, the time, time. <laughs> so yeah i'm excited for this man um you know by the same developers of scott pilgrim you know it's gonna be a really awesome brawler game oh and, shit yeah yeah and yeah. i'll just show you this screenshot if you haven't seen it like it looks it looks like what you'd want a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game to be. Looks like Turtles in Time, with but but with more flair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it looks looks really. Look really at Mikey cool. in that screenshot. Mikey in that screenshot is just beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Just the animation. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I can't wait for release date. We'll definitely be keeping up to date yeah, with it here yeah, on the House of Mario. I'm keen for that. Yeah. Um, a bit of a quick one. So I'm just pulling this from my Nintendo News. So there's a brand new Monster Hunter demo being the Magnamello. Uh, boss battle i guess so you can go and try that that's a brand new free de- demo on the switch e-shop not saying wii u it's on the wii, wii u e-shop that's definitely for sure mm-hmm. i know that but uh, continuing on with the the monster hunter news so i also pull this from my nintendo news.com uh, monster hunter stories 2 wings of ruin is coming to the nintendo switch on the 9th of july and um, Cat, Cat form, Cat form, Catcom has confirmed today during a Monster Hunter event that Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin will be heading to the Nintendo Switch and Steam on the 9th of July 2021. The company has released a new story trailer showing off the game's impressive cel-shaded anime uh, uh, style. Uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2 is this... Uh, Wings of Ruin is the sequel to the 2016 Nintendo 3DS title Monster Hunter Stories. You'll play as a writer investigating a mass disappearance of Raphaos um, around the world. You'll be teaming up with a mysterious egg-holding uh, Wyvern girl named Anna who seems to be familiar with your grandfather, uh, a famed monster hunter known as Red. Sounds like a Pokemon trainer to me if his name's Red. Red. <laughs> dun, 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 so, yeah. Dun. The game also launches with a new amiibo, which are Enza, uh, uh, Ray's Wing, Ratha, and Taskunu. Uh, Capcom has announced that if you link save data from your Monster Hunter Rise, um, you'll get a, a camera grab armor. Okay. Do you know what that is? No, because I assume that it's that game specific. Monster yeah. Hunter Stories is, is legitimately just story mode. Yeah, yeah, it's just like so, a, it's like an RPG. It's kind of um, yeah, Pokemon fying the uh, kinda yeah, kinda yeah. It's, it's just like an RPG yeah. JRPG version of Monster Hunter. So yeah, all right. So that's good. Yeah, 
Let's move into some uh, Australia's specific news, Bryce. This is uh, not necessarily Nintendo news, but it's news that I'm excited about, especially if things uh, continue going the way they are here in Australia. So No, 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 don't say that because they've been worse <laughs> in recent days. Have they? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Haven't you heard about all the COVID traces in the wastewater? No, I actually haven't. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... <laughs> In, uh, okay, I won't say that. <laughs> really quick, uh, in South Australia, I believe Victoria and Queensland as well, they've all found high, high amounts of traces in the wastewater, which means that a lot of people have COVID but are not getting tested. Oh, sweet. Big time. Okay, so anyway, forget what I just said about <laughs> going, things going okay. Yeah. Um, don't drink your wastewater or bathe no, in it. Don't, don't go anywhere near a toilet. Okay, so regardless... Um, PAX Australia has announced that uh, they're returning to an in-real-life event for 2021. And uh, it's going to be returning to the Melbourne Convention and Exposition Centre on October 9th to October uh, 10th. So it'd be like a only a two-day event, is it? Uh, yeah, by the sounds of it. Hmm. Just over the weekend, not the Friday. 9th, 10th, yeah, so it'd be Saturday, Sunday, right? The show will return, live event from the 9th to October 10th. Just like the old days. Is that right? It'll be in Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's only two days. Tickets are on sale. Yeah, because usually Friday Friday as well, right? Yeah, it's usually like a three-day thing. But mm. anyway, um, tickets for this are going to be restricted a lot just to make, meter regulations and that for the thing, uh, for, you know, COVID and that. But um, I, I reckon I'll try and buy a ticket and just hold on to it, see what goes on. They do say that uh, they are pretty lenient with um, refunds and that due to, you know, being locked out of state and a lot of reasons why you wouldn't be able to go. But I hope it does go forward. I, I, it will feel weird being there. It'll be like a bit – it will give you a bit of anxiety, I feel like, being in a place like that. I, I think – So, uh, I don't know. Uh, the problem with this is is I don't think I'll I'll bother this year either. Mm. Like as much as I don't want to say that, you know – Yeah, I mean – it's the safe option, isn't it? It's too much of a risk. I mean, yeah. Just the, I say I'm excited about it, but like when it actually comes, like push come the shove, like am I going to go to Melbourne from here? Go to you know a, a thing like PAX? It's pretty. You know? It's a risk potential. Yeah, like definitely. It, it's definitely. Ba- it, personally, for me, it's bad enough going to Adelaide. You know, and being like, all right, I'm going to walk around the city for an afternoon because I'm kind of just like, mm. like I'm even worried about doing that this year, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, for With, sure. With uh, Avcon. As much as I'd like to be like, okay, I'm going to Adelaide for Avcon. I, I, I don't, yeah, I'm not 100% confident, especially after uh, hearing that news too. But, uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, thanks for filling me on that. <laughs> yeah, you might want to, yeah, just, I, I keep my ears, ears peeled uh, every day at work when I, because uh, I, I put ABC News on the TV and uh, I just leave it running all day. So I I catch all these things as as they come. Yeah, I I got to be honest. I've been a bit lax on the news lately. Just for like you know when the uh, U.S. Uh, presidential presidential election finished, when like, I was just like, all right, I've had enough for a bit. And like, I know it's important to keep up with these things, so you know what's going on in your community and that to better look after one another. But yeah, I've I've just become a bit lax on it. Yeah. So yeah. at the moment, it's very touch and go. Mm. And um, I'll just. Uh, yeah, I probably won't invest in the ticket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Fingers crossed. It'll be great to see our mates in that again, but, well, yeah. Mm. 
All right, so let's move on to some Zelda. It's not even news. It's just something interesting I thought I'd put in there. So this is from NintendoLife.com. And the article is, uh, you can now play Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild in first person thanks to this new, uh, newly discovered glitch. Have you seen this, Bros? I have not seen this. Yeah, so it's actually pretty interesting. This was the, uh, the video I was auto-playing before we started. It, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to face lock you, mate. Face lock me. Just to be, yeah, you know. <laughs> just lock my face. Just lock your face. Lock it in a nice position so you can look at it. That's right. Mm. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, so the article the article reads, so sure, uh, we might have been eagerly awaiting Nintendo to give us proper uh, news about the sequel Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, but there's still plenty to discover in the original 2017 Wii U and Switch release. Follow, following on a glitch that makes Link invincible and allows him to walk underwater, a simple glitch has now been uncovered, allowing you to play the op- open world entry from a first person perspective. This finding was made by Zelda, a Zelda fan and a Twitter user, Ak000, uh, transforming the uh, title into something that looks like a scene out of the Elder, Sc- Elder Scrolls uh, Skyrim. Activating this glitch isn't that complicated and no modifications for the game or system are required. Um, as seen in the video linked uh, in this article, all you need is to pull out, uh, sorry, uh, pull out the in-game camera while holding an item and then cancelling it. After this, your camera should be set the first person. You'll even be able to see Link's shadow um, up close and walk about. What about his sword and shield or his weapons? No, no, you can't. So it's, a, it's not quite like the Elder Scrolls games. You don't have that. But you can. it's basically like when you go in the first person mode just, mode, mode just to look around, then you're like, all right, then you go back. It's pretty much that, but you can walk around and just mm. play the whole game like that. Yeah, I don't know how comfortable I'd be. <laughs> yeah, so Bryce, I know I can't play this for everyone else out there, but I'll hit play on the video here for you. If it'll load up. God God forbid the the Australian internet holds up, but Oh, very look at that. You get to hear some audio, guys. Yeah. So it just looks like that. All you're doing is running around. That's just like an interesting little feature. Maybe you can see the world a bit closely as you walk around, but maybe that'll maybe that'll make Jade play Beth, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, just activate that glitch and see if she'll um well, jump she, into it. She likes third person, but I just like okay, like trying to get her. She's like, I don't, I don't like the graphics. I'm like, <laughs> cool. I'm like, but you'll like the game. You, you're the type of people that I I remember dealing with in primary school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The graphics aren't good. So it's not a good game. Well, yes, it is a great game. The g- <laughs> I'm like, come on, play it. She's like, no, don't like the graphics. It's not my kind of thing. So it's that's why after. that's why you've been each other's fiance for how long has it been? Eight years. I don't have to fight over the switch. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a positive. <laughs> Actually, talking about families and switches, Bryce. How's your daughter's switch going? How's um. She's still playing it much? I or? mean, it's still operating, but the Joy-Cons are destroyed. Yeah. Oh, what happened there? Oh, dropped too many times. Okay. Yeah, you know, gotcha. gen- general kid things. Yeah. 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 So we haven't bought new Joy-Cons for it yet. Just going to leave it for a while. And then um, you're going to use it as a lesson of the importance of saving. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. she's she got to save up 120 bucks as a kid. Holy shit. Because how old is she? Is she five? Yeah. Yeah. 120 bucks as a kid. Jeez. Joy's Figure it out. Yeah, I'm sure she will. She'll have to if she wants to play a game. You, you've got to you've got to look at it from the perspective of like, okay, how much how much pocket money were you earning a week as a kid? Oh, I'm gonna say I don't know, five bucks a week. 
10 yeah, bucks a week. it's it's not it's not that anymore because the price of everything has been oh, driven the fuck up. Yeah, inflation, the pocket money inflation tax so, has gone up. Yeah, the pocket money's got to inflate too because otherwise she'll be saving for a fucking Barbie doll for four weeks. That's <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's stupid, you know. Mm. So it is kind of like, well, we give her twenty odd bucks a week for her doing her chores. And Jeez, five year old getting twenty bucks, good on her. Well, I remember it's about standard, man. I remember my very first thing I ever bought by myself was like one of those toy cash registers where you got like the fake like <laughs> plastic money and you press it, it went next little ding sound. And I bought that for 20 bucks and it took me a fair while to save that. <laughs> I love it. I do too, man. I've still got, no, I don't actually still have it. Um, so let's move on to the next thing. So this is also from Nintendo Life. You keep throwing me off. Keep holding my phone. <laughs> it's still... Because um, just a, a bit behind the scenes, we're testing out the new spaces feature on uh, Twitter here. And a big big shout out to Metadox, who's uh, currently viewing us, helping us test this out. But um, Bryce, And, and you, the people that have jumped in and out since too. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, but it is still going when it's locked. Just let you know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, I know, like, I know. Yeah, I just is, was that your concern? When no, 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 no. I was just checking it, man. You're just holding it up to my face while I'm just, trying to read. I'm like, yeah, oh, God. Well, your problem for having a face unlock, mate. Just you know, I'm just checking it. I've got a code sure. as well. I was just not going to do it while I'm doing the podcast, you're, bro. You're sitting there looking at it and I'm like doing your thing. I'm just unlocking it and checking because I've noticed we've had a few people jump in and out. And so I'm yeah, just no. double checking. Appreciate that. Apparently, our audio quality for this isn't uh, isn't that great, but that will improve when um the spaces feature isn't just locked to my phone on iOS and went, cause I currently we're using Bluetooth. So when we're able to actually plug it straight into the computer and actually do the spaces via the computer, but it'll be a lot better. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just a shout out to spaces. If, uh, if Meta is still there, we'll, we'll bring you on for the new Sakurai uh, <laughs> segment we got going on. <laughs> we love Sakurai very much here at the yeah, house of Mario. We do. A lot of respect for that beautiful man. Anyway, so Bryce, this is also from Nintendo Life and the Guinness Book of, uh, sorry, Guinness World Records has declared this the world's smallest Nintendo 64. Ho, ho. Yeah, so everyone's trying to go for the uh, the big, uh, small Nintendo 64 world record, apparently. Apparently, that's the thing that's going on. Mm. And um, so the article reads, with the NES and SNES classic consoles all wrapped up, plenty have wondered whether we might see an eventual Nintendo 64 mini system. Nintendo has said in the past that it wouldn't rule out the idea, uh, but until such thing becomes a reality, perhaps this fan-made attempt will do. Uh, Introducing, what'd you say? Perhaps. Yeah, perhaps. Bryce says perhaps, so it's going to happen. Bryce doesn't believe in rumors though, so don't worry about that. (laughs) Uh, Introducing the world's smallest Nintendo 64 console, officially declared by the Guinness World Records. Uh, This modified... Modified device, sorry. Metified. Yeah, I've been, talking a, been talking a long time here, bro. So Referencing you know your meta. Yeah, I am. I am. Meta's on the mind. You you, you live rent-free in my head, my friend. I will, I will say right now, all right, this spaces thing absolutely kills your battery. Does it? I'm watching the battery go down like pretty fucking hard. Well, it's Bluetooth and streaming. <laughs> yeah. So, what are you going to do? Uh, so, introducing the world's smallest Nintendo 64 console, officially declared by Guinness World Records. This modified device, which we've featured previously on the site, was created by uh, Gunnar Turnquist of uh, Waltham, Massachusetts, and uh, features a trimmed-down motherboard f- from a real system, a new... Uh, built-in LCD screen, a fully functional Nintendo 64 controller buttons, allowing you to pop in a cartridge and play on the go. 
Uh, quote, I was inspired to make this project since I love the Nintendo 64 and it was my first game console I had growing up, end quote. Uh, uh, Turnquist uh, explains. A Guinness World Records notes that your typical Nintendo 64 console is 2.87 um, um, inches and uh, uh, inches tall, sorry, and uh, 7.48 inches deep. Turnquist device for comparison measures 8.4 centimetres by 11.8 centimetres by 4.50 centimetres. So I'm not sure what the dimensions is, but it's a very small console if you go and check it out. Um, Of course, this isn't his first attempt. Just over a year ago, a YouTuber named uh, Smacked Sam (laughs) created a similar device. Smacked Sam. A beat with a GameCube control stick. So Smacked Sam. You've been beaten, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so just a little interesting thing I thought I'd bring up. It's, it's cool seeing like all the retro modding and that that's going on in the scene. And Yeah. Um, you know, Bryce is doing his software stuff and there's people out there doing their uh, going for the records. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, smaller 64. Good job, mm. fellas. So, Bryce, you would have had to seen this. So this is a, a, uh, a fan-made trailer of what the Diamond yeah. and Pearl remakes could have been. So going into it, it's uh, I'm trying to find what the who the user was. So I'm just pulling this from Nintendo Life as well. So after years of rumors, February's Pokemon Presents finally confirmed that Pokemon Diamond and Pearl is getting a Switch remake. Uh, it's developed by uh, Icella. Uh, the remake will take us back to Sinnoh once more uh, later in 2021. Um, who was it made by? The made people. So, millennium, 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 millennium. Oh, my my uh, tongue is just a uh, fried. Yeah, it's just millennium. Manili- yeah, I can't actually pronounce it. My tongue is just- tongue tied. Before I recorded this, I did a two hour at the House of Mario Encore. And my- How'd you feel about uh, being six years old and jumping into the new millennium, my friend? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> But um, so basically, so Manila, I actually can't say it. My my tongue is just dead, so I'm not going to say it. But um, they recreated uh what the uh, Dawn and Pearl trailer could have looked like if it was running in the Pokemon Sword and Shield engine. It starts off with Dawn um in front of the TV, much like it does in the uh, brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl trailer uh, initially, and she's modelled like it would be in Sword and Shield, and it sort of goes throughout the game, and um, it looks beautiful. But keep in mind. The trailer wasn't created in the game engine or anything like that. It was created in um, just a video editing software. So it's not actually a game. So whether that could actually run on Switch, who knows? Maybe not. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I'm not going to say too much. I just want to point people towards it if they haven't seen it. I'll leave a link in the show notes if you want to go and check it out. It's pretty awesome. It looks really awesome. Yeah. Um, I think it's something that personally, as far as like the actual Diamond Pearl remake goes, that's what I'd like to see. But I know a lot of people do like the chibi art, how it is just really faithful to the original games. And, you know, I respect that too. Can't get everything you want. So I uh, hope the the people out there that say, no, that looks like crap and the the actual chibi art style they're going with looks better. I'm like, that's great. Go with that. But, um, you know, we are getting Legends Arceus. So I think, yeah, that's, I, that's, that's I, pretty much what we want. So I, we, all, we all get what we want. I think for the late delivery... Sinnoh's getting a pretty fucking good remake treatment. Yeah. So, to be honest, so I wouldn't worry about it too much, guys. No, nah, nah. you're getting a, we're getting just like. You're getting a base game that's one to one, which 
really is all the remake needs to be. And then you're also getting a huge prequel that's like something the series has never attempted before. Can't can't really go wrong. No. No, I'm looking forward to it. But yeah. Definitely uh it's definitely one of those things like, mm, I wish I got that. That's personally how I feel. I'm like, oh, I would like that. But mm. it's not what happened, so don't worry about it. Yeah. I see like a lot of people like fighting like, oh no, the chibi one's better. Oh no, that, you know, made up one's better. So well I like both of them and how they look for for what it's worth. Like mm. the chibis may be a little bit jarring because it's not how I imagine Pokemon games back in the Sprite era. But yeah, yeah, I, I actually don't. I don't mind the chibi do. at all. It's not the chibi. If if any part of the game bothers me, it's definitely not the chibi. It's more the battle scenes. The battle scenes just something looks off to me, but it doesn't really matter. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So let's move into some uh, American NPD sales, Bryce. Your favorite. Uh, <laughs> topic to talk about on the oh. podcast but nintendo's had a pretty successful uh quarter <laughs> yeah bros go, go and get something to eat mate well uh, i'm gonna go check your twitter because i know that jeremy's having trouble connecting so you keep talking yeah it depends if he has an iphone or not we, we all know the space is a uh, is a bit dodgy so anyway the article reads the software and hardware charts are in for the npd group of of the month of february 2021 in the united states it was an excellent month for Nintendo, which had the number one software in the form of Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. And, and the Nintendo Switch was the best-selling hardware. It turns out that the Nintendo Switch is now Nintendo's second best-selling system after the ultra-popular Wii. Sony's highly sought-after PlayStation 5 was the second best-selling hardware and is the fastest-selling hardware in US history. Uh, here's the details along with the charts. So Nintendo Switch was the best-selling hardware platform in both uh, units and dollars in February. Uh, unit and dollar sales of Nintendo Switch hardware in February were the highest of any hardware platform in February's uh, February month si- since the Nintendo Wii in February 2009. A total lifetime dollar sales for Switch hardware has now exceeded the Nintendo DS, making Switch Nintendo's second best-selling platform in the US uh, tracked, uh, tracked history. Um, Switch is currently the seventh best-selling hardware platform in uh, in lifetime U.S. dollar sales. So the uh, these are the charts sorted by dollar sales. And uh, keep in mind, um, Nintendo does not count digital sales for the NPD. It's physical sales only. So at the very top is Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, beating every other game that launched um, in February and it was the best-selling game. But that doesn't even inc- include digital sales which you can imagine in 2021 is a, you know, a pretty, pretty decent big. portion of them. So then under um, Nintendo, there's a, at number two is Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Number three is Persona 5 Strikers, which is a, another big one, which is also on Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Number four is Mar- Marvel Spider-Man M- Miles Morales. Number five is Madden NFL 21. Number seven is Little Mo- N- Nightmares 2. Number seven is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Number eight is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which does not want to go anywhere. Number nine is Animal Crossing New Horizons. And number 10 is Call of Duty Modern Warfare. So Modern Warfare is still trucking along. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because the thing is, is like um, as decent as Cold War is, a lot of people sort of still have problems with it. Whereas like Modern Warfare through its many updates has sort of hit its peak and uh, is actually a pretty good call of duty game for what it's worth mm. it's just a shame they haven't given it uh, like i'd love to see them give it the treatment with 4k and all, like nice textures and all that shit like updating it for the new consoles 
Yeah. yeah, it's just yeah, it's one of those things where they don't really go back to them after a little bit to do that type of thing. They, they keep a war zone going and their uh, most recent Call of Duty, but they sort of just forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> Older titles. Yeah. Mm. Will we see Call of Duty on Switch ever, Bryce? Now we're talking about Call of Duty. Um, from now, probably not. Yeah, it seems to be if they're going to do it, they're going to do it. But um, you think like a title like Advanced Warfare or something, that might be kind of worth doing. You would think so. But, hmm. I mean, they, they haven't really had huge success with their Wii titles. And then Black Ops 2 obviously flopped like hell because uh, it was on the Wii U. So, yeah, didn't didn't do all that great. Yeah. But... From now on, I suppose that they just won't focus on having it on underpowered hardware or anything like that. I think it's too much of a budget cost for something that doesn't give them too much in return. Yeah, which, definitely. Yeah, which is fair enough. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a it's a pretty casual and hardcore market at the same time. Call of Duty are going for. Yeah, yeah. So that's true. Yeah. Anyway, doesn't matter. We've got some other shooty shooty bang bang games on the Nintendo Switch, so it's all good. So, Bryce, that's all the news. Let's jump into the House of Mario's Red Coin recommendations for this week. Wah-ha! So, a bunch of fantastic uh, deals on the Nintendo Wii Shop. I can't stress that enough. Go and check it out. But uh, I've pulled up three uh, games that I want to highlight this week. Um, two of them you'll definitely know. They're some of the biggest games that came out this week. There's another random one I pulled up just to be like, let's suss it out. Let's see what it's all about as an audience. Suss. Yeah, let's sass her out. Among Us. <laughs> yeah, it's Among Us. <laughs> no, Among Us came out before. It's been on sale for a little bit. So I got like a dollar fifty off Among Us. What a bargain. The joke went over your head. But it's all right. It did. What I was it? You, I love you and your innocence. It's okay. Keep going. Among Us. I just thought of the game while we're talking about games. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, so the first game, I'm sorry. I'm going to listen back to this and be like, oh, Bryce, you bastard. <laughs> I know I am. Uh, so the first game uh, we talked about it before Apex Legends so the little bio for Apex Legends is conquer with character in the next evolution of Battle Royale uh, contains in-game purchases Bryce so you can purchase some in-game things in this game <laughs> what, a ga- <laughs> what a game so conquer, the, uh, char- conquer with character in Apex Legends a free to play Battle Royale shooter where legendary characters with powerful abilities team up to battle for fame and fortune on the fringes of the frontier Master an ever-growing roster of diverse legends, deep tactical squad play, and bold new innovations that level up the Battle Royale experience. Uh, all within a rugged world where anything goes. Anything. Anything. I like the test out in Apex Legends, actually. Go in there. So what do you do? You go in there, you go into the voice chat, and be like, all right, guys, who wants to sniff my ear? Where are we <laughs> dropping, boys? Who wants to taste my chin? Anything goes, apparently. I read the bio on Nintendo Switch eShop. So go and download that. It's free. Yeah, just do that. Do it. Just do it. Just do it. If you don't do it, yeah, fair enough. It's a big download. It's 18 gigs. <laughs> it's a big download. Get a bigger SD card. If you have it. a small SD card, rest in peace. Because <laughs> if, if you don't have an SD card in your Switch, first of all, you're obviously a physical game buyer but also the updates man they'll be absolutely running your switch dry of space oh absolutely but you know what the good thing about physical games is you What's don't that? need that much mm. extra space yeah no it's only the update which is beautiful but yeah so that's in, that's where the polarizing thing is you're like I like having my digital collection because I've got everything on my switch I'm like well I've got more of a physical collection than a digital one 
And look at you putting the, your, uh, the oh, amount of space I have on my SD card oh, is it's brilliant. Oh, it would be, wouldn't oh, it? Oh, it feels so good on my body. <laughs> look at me, Drew. I've got a physical copy of Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, and look, the update's only two and a half gig. That's exactly right. Oh, as opposed to it's so good. Oh, I bet it is. I'm, actually, I've got a that. Phys- being said, some of my bigger games like Smash Bros are all digital. <laughs> so. What are you talking about here? <laughs> All right, so Bryce, the next game is Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Yeah, it is. So it's about time for a <laughs> brand new, <laughs> fumping new Crash Bandicoot game. Buy digitally and get the total uh, uh, tu- tubular skins for Crash and Coco. So, you know, if you want those tubular skins, make sure you get the digital version, Bryce, and use up that big juicy SD I'm card you got, mate. Big juicy SD. So it's about time for a brand new fumping Crash Bandicoot game. Crash uh, Forward. Oh, no, don't you? They did Ford, but like four Ward instead of Ford. I don't like that at all, bro. That threw me off. Uh, into a time-shattered adventure with your favorite marsupials. Uh, Neo Cortex and, and uh, Tropy are back at it again, launching an all-new assault on not just this universe, but the entire multiverse. Oh, no. Crash and Coco are here to save the day by reuni- reuniting the four quantum masks and bending the rules of reality. Oh, dear. So this game is uh, 70 bucks on the Nintendo eShop in Australia. It looks it looks pretty good on Switch, I've got to be honest. I haven't watched any reviews or anything, but they actually did go in and sort of change the art style a bit instead of just porting it, making it look blur- blurry, calling it a day. It actually looks like they kind of changed the art style a bit to like still have that very vibrant Crash Bandicoot look, but it just looks um, a bit more cel-shaded. Yeah. Like there's not as much detail in the fur and stuff, but it's just more cel-shaded. It's actually quite interesting how, that, how they've done it. All right, so I also just had a random look. See, saw a name that uh, spoke to me. You know what I mean? Spoke to you on a deep and personal level. Yeah, absolutely. So this is um, this game is called A Day Without Me. And just looking at the screenshots, Bryce, um, this is going to be a pretty pretty ordinary way to describe it, but it looks like an unpolished, um, untitled goose game. Yes, it does. That's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> what? It looks, looks like unpolished, um, untitled goose game. Which Untitled goose game was beautiful. Very polished game. You but, know, uh, yeah. You know, yes, Bryce. You know, I monoported the ability to uh, play as a goose in Breath of the Wild. Ooh. The goose. From the the goose. goose. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, how does that look when you swing, uh, swing a sword Fucking stuff? weird. <laughs> <laughs> I need to install the mod just so I can play with it. But oh. Please, please. Oh, my God. I just want to play as Thomas the Tank Engine in every single open world game after sort of the Skyrim mods got around. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, luckily for us, uh, Bryce, this is a, a nice, quick... Uh, summary. So, A Day Without Me is a puzzle adventure game where you have to find out where everyone is going. Why is there only you in the city? Why are there so many oddities in the city? Uh, they are questions, but there are no question mark at the end of that sentence. So, is that a question or is that just a, a statement? A statement? There is no you in city. There is city in you, no city you. Mm. Mm. So, th- these are the three features of the game. Plot, mysterious story. Semi-open world. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of challenges and mysteries to solve. Well, thank God. Thank God for that. Don't think it'll be a game without them, boys. No, no. So, uh, plot, mysterious story. I am reading that, right? Mysterious story. Plot, mysterious story. Because I'm just reading it as like the plot and the story are the same thing. (laughs) Plot, mysterious story. Plot, mysterious story. Or do you plot a mysterious story? 
Plot a mysterious story. <laughs> p- p- plot. Plot, plot, plot. Plot, dot, dot. All right. Well, that was something. That was something, indeed. That was something. So that's the, the red coin recommendations of this week. The first two were real ones. The second one, I can't suggest it. It is six Australian dollars. It's 33% off. So maybe that's oh, your time oh, to jump oh. into it. Maybe just. And maybe you can even be our bit of a bit of a presenter. Come to the House of Mario, tell us what you think about a day without me. Mm. Well, not a day without me. You can't have a day without Drew, but <laughs> just well, the game itself. Mm-hmm. On everybody's mind, I see. Yes, yes. All right. So as we sort of stated before, we are on the Spaces uh, sort of new feature on Twitter, trying it out. Apparently, the audio quality doesn't sound that great. You know, there's, there's a lot of things going on. We're Bluetoothing to the phone. Uh, we're sort of experimenting with like the audio platform Twitter mm, yeah. is uh, allowing yeah. us. Um, but it is something we want to do in the future. Currently, our good friend of the show, Metadox, is in the chat. Um, I don't know if he's still there or anything, but if he would- Might have fallen asleep by now. Yeah, he might have fallen asleep. But if he would, if he would like to request to come on again, um, feel free to come on. We'll, we'll talk about something, that's for sure. That's for sure, Bryce. Yeah, that's exactly right. But um, to sort of set up this uh, this segment, we've got a we've got a brand new segment, Bryce. We do. Um, here we have so many segments on this show now, it hurts. <laughs> So no Reggie's rec room, but we got a brand new uh, sort of, you know, Nintendo icon on the show. Mm-hmm. His name's uh, Sakurai. We're big fans of Sakurai. We love Super Smash Bros. He's an absolutely fantastic uh, producer. He's made some of my favorite games ever. So let's introduce him here. Yep, let's do it. Konnichiwa. Dairanto Smash Brothers director Sorano Sakurai desu. All right, so we've opened the Sakurai's phone booth and we have Meta on the phone. Meta, how you going, my friend? Oh, my gosh. I wasn't expecting the um, the little smash thing. <laughs> no. Okay, I like it. It's beautiful. I like it. <laughs> I'm doing good, my friends. How are you doing? Good. Oh, good, man. How are you? <clears throat> you're, going, you're going well. That's great. I'm going great, yes, mm. yes, indeed, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't this fantastic that we can do this in 2021? Oh, no. Technology's great. <laughs> Drew met Reggie this way. Like, I did, yeah. Holy crap. The power of science is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and social media. Mm. Mm. Meanwhile, there is somebody <laughs> tweeting a picture of the yesterday's hot dog they ate. Yeah. The oh, news we really great. need to know. <laughs> Delicious. Apparently, with all the coronavirus stuff, I've only been paying attention to the hot dog news, <laughs> not the important stuff. Uh, but Meta, so you, you're the uh, currently the only one in our spaces at the moment. We really appreciate that. But um, just a, just a bit of feedback. How's it sounding on your end? Like, you know, good, bad? How's it going? Um, I don't know if you guys have ever listened to it, but like, my granny listens to uh, the AM radio a lot more than FM. Yes. Yeah. yeah and uh, it sounds kind of crackly. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like whenever the whenever the old like sixty year old presenter guy comes on, he's like, "Oh yes, now that was said <laughs> whatever." It, That's it kind dead of on. Like that. That's dead on. But it's it's serviceable. I've just been sitting here not doing any good at. Uh, Champions Road in Mario 3D World <clears throat> and uh, listening away. It's been good fun. Yeah, good. Perfect. Well, we need to fit the more more of the theme then. We sound, a, I don't know, we might be a bit too enthusiastic for AM radio. I don't know. 
<laughs> Too much energy. Uh, what did you think of yesterday's uh, bowls results? Mm, I don't know the bowls results, bros, but the definitely the Nintendo Direct was just phenomenal. I really appreciate the appearance of uh, Anuma. That's but, nice, but I'm only here for lawn bowls. Mm, yes, lawn bowls, yes. <laughs> the lawn bowls podcast. How was that bowl? The curve was immaculate. Oh, it's... It looks fantastic. You're giving uh, me flashbacks to year 12 at school because we <laughs> literally got graded on long bowls. What? Really? Yeah. Wait, yeah. So basically we had a few sports. We had lawn bowls. We had badminton. And we had like the theory bit. And theory for PE was actually really hard. It was like biology. It was just biology pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say on steroids, but no, it wasn't on it, it, No, it was, yeah. We're um, having steroids while we're doing lawn bowls. the point. <laughs> It's biology about stuff. Yeah, but literally we would like, it was like with like friends of mine, there'll be like Seamus and a few of my mates from school and the PE teacher would be there with a checkboard, like like watching us bowl and we were stepping up to the plate. I'll be like a bit nervous. I'm like, I've got to do a good bowl. Otherwise my B is going to a C or A is going to a B or whatever it is. Like literally, like <laughs> you're judged on your performance for lawn bowls. So, what? so you, you joke about that. Like, yeah, it's the lawn bowls results. Very important, but- I could have failed high school, Bryce, if I had a poor performance <laughs> in my lawn bowls. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's actually one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Uh, well, our town prides itself on its bowling club. Oh, like, you got it. A quarter venazor there. That makes oh it important God. enough for me. Yeah, it's a great poker stop, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was an early Pokemon Go days, too, wasn't it? That was. That was very early Pokemon Go days when we would literally, like, be like those people in the park, like within the first week, that were like screaming, like Dragonite, and everybody's like, ah! "Oh my god!" <laughs> like chasing them down. Yeah, my yeah. friend, uh, one of my friends back in like year seven, was constantly bragging that his house was a Dratini nest. Oh, so <laughs> they always awesome. had like Dratini popping up every five minutes, and I was like, "Damn, <laughs> that would be awesome!" Yeah, just murder him, sir. Up. <laughs> oh yeah, still take the house. Out. No, you just get a you just get a nice little nest egg under the floorboards, and you there with your phone and a bit of a charger that goes through a clack a crack in the floorboards, a, cl- a clank in the floorboards, <laughs> just, <laughs> and you just like stay there, just uh, getting uh, dratinis with your um, incense on. <laughs> it could work, yeah. like a uh, like solid snake hiding in the vents. Yeah, very much, Colonel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to sneak past the family, but the clap of my ass cheeks is really. <laughs> I'm trying to catch Dratini, but the clap of my ass cheeks is, is alerting the family. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> he did it. Well done. Well done, Maddox. did Renowned. it. <laughs> Renowned voice actor. Uh, yeah, we know who we need to send to uh, Kojima when he eventually gets the rights back. <laughs> <laughs> If he ever gets the right. Yeah, uh, yeah. We've got yeah. a young South Australian that would be perfect for the role, mate. Yeah. Kojima, get on Mitter. <laughs> get, get on him. him. Get him on there. He knows <laughs> he knows how to recite the line better than that guy on that one fucking podcast everybody doesn't like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Mitter, you, you uh, mentioned that you're playing uh, Mario 3D World and you're on the champion's path. So, hey- Oh, I am indeed. So, how have you been enjoying that game? Bryce, you you actually bought the game and you haven't mentioned it on the podcast, actually. I um, did last week. Oh, did you? I think so, yeah. I, don't think I, you ju- did. I just said I was playing it with my daughter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. No, no, sorry. Some. <laughs> <laughs> but, Meta, how, how are you enjoying it, man? I've actually been having a blast with it. Like, as, as frustrating 
as it can be sometimes. Like um, World Crown's bloody 30-star long, um, like, mystery house thingy. Oh, oh my God. That was awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but overall, I've, I've had an absolute ball with it. Like, it was one of the games that I missed out on the Wii U. Um, oh. So, it was kind of a no-brainer to pick it up. Because mm. not only does it have the game, but it's also got, like, Bowser's Fury, which I also 100% very quickly. It was, like, a two, three-day thing. Like, whenever I had a spare time, I'd just be like, oh, That's all right, time to collect a few cat shines. Mm-hmm. But I really love Bowser's Fury. It is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So and like, I'm so surprised at how... I don't know if it's, like, worse on, like, a 4K TV, but I've just been playing it on my monitor. Mm. And when whenever Fury Bowser comes out, it is actually graphically very impressive. Mm. Like, with the rain and the fire effects going mm. around all, the, all over the place, Bowser mm. looks very high quality. Like, the model, it looks very high quality. I'm just very, I'm just impressed. What what I'm curious with is like, there's a huge loading screen in between the transition from uh, Mario to Giga Cat Mario. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering whether that's like loading a whole new world in order to like, I I guess, take down the power a little bit because that world is pretty big for what it's worth. Yeah. I have actually got a, like a theory behind, well, it's not theory, it's just like, Oh, they probably did this, but um, because they did it in Ocarina of Time as well. No, Majora's Mask. Sorry, yeah, that's correct. When you're fighting the 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 centipede thingies, twin mold. Um, yeah, twin mold. That's it. Um, and you go big. I forget what the mask is called. Giant Titan or something. Giant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it actually loads a mini version of the map. Yeah. So. It just appears as if you're big, where whereas you're just normal size on a really small map. I think that's mm. what's happening there. Yeah, I think so too. But I'll obviously, so, yeah. because it's because it's such a higher quality map, it needs a lot longer to load. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I, I think that's what's happening that causes that load time. Because I was like, the first time that I did it, I was like, is my game broken or like <laughs> check, checking your watch? Like, come on, man. Where are we at? Tap, tap. <laughs> and then it loads in and I'm like, huh? Mm. Uh, but yeah, um, overall really, really enjoying the game. Um, I've actually been surprised my, whenever my like sister comes into my room as she does to annoy me, um, she seen me playing and I was like, you know what? If it'll get her to stop, to stop nagging me <laughs> I'll hand her my Joy-Cons And I'll be like Hey Wanna play And and it's actually been really fun Like mm. Just Sitting In Or like on my bed With my sister Playing through a few levels Her being absolutely awful Me grabbing her And throwing into her Into the lava a few times <laughs> <laughs> Yelling Yelling at each other Whenever we're really low And one of us is dead To just Stay alive. Stay alive. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I haven't had. Um, I haven't had an ex- like a gaming experience where I could connect with uh, her like that in quite a while. So it's 
it's been good. Like the last time that I remember really actually doing that was like when I played Minecraft or like Skylanders on the Wii and Wii U. Yeah. I definitely feel like so, 3D yeah, World been- on, on the Wii U was um, – I had that experience too where I just – I didn't really think about – when I got 3D World, I didn't think about it being a multiplayer experience. I knew that it was multiplayer, but yeah, um, me too. like mm. New Super Mario Bros, I'm like, you know what? I can I can live without that. That that was just annoying yeah. <laughs> playing that. So I kind of forgot that it was multiplayer. But you know, playing it by myself and being summertime here in Australia when that game launched, and that people would come over and were like, oh, I don't really have anything to play. You know, Mario Kart, Smash, all that type of staple stuff isn't yet on Wii U, so I don't really want to bring out the Wii U like the original Wii and play those older games, not in HD and stuff, you know. But it's, oh, I do have we this Mario just, game. You and could just put the, the discs in the Wii U, Drew. Look, <laughs> well, the thing, well, this is the thing, right? You're playing Super Smash Brothers Brawl. You're going to play with a goddamn game controller. Otherwise, what the hell's happening? But do you see yeah. any GameCube ports on the Wii U? Was there a GameCube oh, adapter at the time? No, there wasn't. That true, GameCube adapter, adapter doesn't work with Wii games either. So, yeah. Meta, don't you goddamn come here and shame me <laughs> on my own podcast. All right? Look, I, Jesus. I, Shamed. <laughs> I don't really use GameCube controllers to Smash. I don't know. I just find the Pro Controller much more comfortable. Mm. I haven't in a while Actually, either because I, I just can never um, – I just never set it up. So, I'm just – I've used the Pro yeah. Controller for the better portion of a year now as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I know Bryce, he has one of those. Um, I think it's Power A Power GameCube a. um yeah. controllers, which acts oh, as a pro yeah. controller. Mm-hmm. That that is something I need to pick up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Spicy controller. They've lasted a stupidly long time, considering like how poorly made they feel. Mm. Well, I don't know if theirs is Power A, but it's one of the Pikachu ones. Oh, oh yeah, one yeah. percent. Hold on, I'm gonna plug it in. <laughs> That's the problem we had two seconds ago, too. Yeah, it um, drains, yeah. drains your phone like anything, man. Yeah. Twitter, get on it, man. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yep. there you go. You're um, on the speaker now. I hope my uh, microphone's not uh, uh, too much worse. Nah, sounds yeah. about the same, my friend. Yeah. Um, no, I know the ones you were talking about. Um, they have them in all, all, different, um, all different ones. I actually bought one for my daughter. They were USB ones. Hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And they had them like uh, they had like a Mario one, Luigi one, Peach one, Kirby one, Jigglypuff yeah. one. They had like just any one for like they had everything. Yeah, really exactly. And um, <laughs> they're they're not the worst in the world, but they definitely feel cheap. Whereas the Power A ones, they actually feel pretty close to that of a GameCube controller mm. normally. So um, yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about Power A's controllers. Oh yeah, and uh, you know, like if if there is any problem with them as well, they're actually really uh, really easy to return to Power A for a replacement as well. They're pretty accepting about refunds, so yeah, oh yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, beautiful stuff. Yeah. Anyway, Meta, thank you very yeah. much for joining us here. We're going to wrap up the show pretty soon, but yeah. I'd like to thank you for joining us here tonight, uh, giving us someone to, uh, you know, you uh, helped me out with sort of the the, uh, the test stream, see how it's going on, and um, sitting in here and giving us someone to talk to was uh, absolutely fantastic. So definitely appreciate that, my friend. Absolutely, no problem. One more thing before I go, though. Yeah, go for um, it. I was talking to you about the my Wii U and how I modded that and 
love it to death. Yeah. Bryce. Ooh. Bryce. Bryce. You don't actually need to do that for every game you put on the home screen. Is that right? See, see what (laughs) I did, um, the thing that I followed, because I – they did a thing a while ago, like a long, long time ago, where you got like whatever his name is, brain training for like free. Yeah, Kawashima. And you – a lot of people got that, and that turned out to actually be one of the applications that you could use to do that. Exploit, yeah. So Mm -hmm. what the guide says to do, at least that I followed, to, you know, custom some of my system Mm -hmm. was you replace you do the browser exploit thing and then you replace that software with um hatchy which is the custom firmware that i used yeah which is what i've got going too yeah 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 and you i booted into the homebrew launcher from there and then i installed the homebrew launcher onto my home menu Mm-hmm. And then from, I think, it's a WAP installer on the in-homebrew. Yep. Um, basically, I've got a converter on my computer. I just whip whatever ROM I need uh, through that. And it comes out with a file, a WUP file, WAP. And um, I chuck it on the SD card, chuck it in there. Interesting. And I install it and it just pops up on the home screen like a normal, like on the 3DS. If you uh, mm. do that with CIA, fun. I, I, did, I did that with 3DS. Yeah, I did yeah. it with 3DS as well. Is that is that um, like is that for DS ROMs and stuff as well too? They, um, I yeah, I'm pretty sure because um, I I think it's called the the converter that I've got. I think it's called Uwu. It's something with Uwu in the name, but it's like. You have to you have to give me the name of it and send it yeah, to me. Yeah, I'll have a look at it. <laughs> I'll have a look um, in the morning or something. Because the problem the problem um, the problem with the Wii U scene at the moment is that there's actually for for as good as a console it is for backwards compatibility and stuff yeah. like that. There's not a lot of people in the modding scene. <laughs> yeah, that, there's not many that systems out there. Mm, true. True. <laughs> uh, Even though yeah, they're relatively cheap. <laughs> mm. If you if you can get your hands on a Wii U and you want a retro machine, do it. Mm. It is until until Nintendo moves on to their next thing and then the Switch they crack the shit out of that. Get a Wii U. It is oh yeah one of the best systems for that. Mm-hmm. Then probably the 3ds. Yeah, absolutely. New 3ds. If, if you have, 3DS is kind of worthless now. If you have a <laughs> if you have a Wii U, a 3DS, and a Switch, you can cover every single Nintendo console. Yep, mm-hmm. that's what I've done. Yep, same. <laughs> that's exactly yeah, why I wanted I, to do it. <laughs> yep. I gave, see, I gave my copy of Mario Kart Wii to my little cousin because she uh, didn't really play anything on her Wii. Bad decision because that game is stupidly expensive, um, and I wanted to play it again, so I was just like. You know what? <gasps> I'm just <laughs> you. Technically, so I, I own it. <laughs> I technically had it. It's not wrong. Yeah. So I just, I, I got 
the ROM from somewhere. Oh, Nintendo <laughs> Australia is going to march over to your house, oh, my friend, and just kick your door down and uh, oh, say, no. Oi, no. The, the, the Nintendo ninjas are coming for me. Um, <laughs> well, they, they will now. But, um, you, said it, you said it on live on Twitter. God, just between oh, the God. two of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, and I played that again for the first time in a while. But um, yeah, absolutely great system for retro gaming in general. Want to know what I put on my Wii U? What did you put on your what Wii U, bro? What, what did you put on your Wii U? Banjo-Kazooie. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so evil. Oh, you are. A no, no, I'm, I'm performing a double illegal. Not only, not only <laughs> is it a ROM, but it is also not technically on a Nintendo console anymore. Mike's. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, Phil Spencer is going to come over to your house and just slap you silly. <laughs> to be fair, I am playing um, Persona 2 Innocent Sin on my uh, 3DS, the PS1 <sighs> version. Oh. Which is, oh, I'm loving it, but like, it's so cursed. Because <laughs> whenever, I, whenever I talk about it, I'm say, I say, I'm playing Persona 2 on the PlayStation 1 on the 3DS. <laughs> Maybe just say, hey, I'm playing Persona 2 on 3DS. Then they'll be like, how'd you get that? Like, I bought it. So how'd you buy it? <laughs> my, dad, my dad works for Nintendo. There you go. My, my mother is an HR person at um, Ilka Inc. <laughs> and they have connections to Nintendo. They really love Nintendo. Take, take that. They really yes. loved their 3DS system. Oh, they did. Yes, you have to. They did. <laughs> Everyone knows the 3DS is very famous for Persona 2 Innocent Sin. Oh, yes. <coughs> yeah. It's best game. <laughs> uh, all right, Meta, we better leave you there, man. We're about to wrap up the show so it doesn't go too long. Yeah, <coughs> like I won't drag any longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me on, boys. Nah, thank you very thank much, you man. Thank you coming. Thank you. We'll see you Bye-bye. next time. Bye-bye. See you next time indeed. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao, ciao. <laughs> what a nice young man. He's a lovely young yeah. man, that matter. Now, th- boy. this is why I'm really excited about this sort of feature oh, yeah. coming on. Yeah, me too. It op- like we always say that the doors to the house Mario are always open and I really want to push that with the podcast, be able to give you guys opportunities to come on. Mm-hmm. And while at the moment we had sort of people saying, hey, it's not working for us, the audio audio quality is a bit bad while it's being streamed. Can't join because I'm on Android. Yeah, so people, are, so it's only iOS on iPhone. It's not It's not even iOS or iPad OS. It's just iOS, the Twitter app. I can't access it on my Mac. I can't access it on my iPad. It's just, this is just through my phone via Bluetooth through our microphones. Mm-hmm. So... Um, it is um, something different we're trying, and but when they sort of when Twitter opens it up to computers and stuff like that, we'll be able to stream you know, over the USB C connection a lot better. Oh yeah, a lot more quality. And you know, when we do this, we'll have more people maybe realizing we're doing the broadcast over Twitter, and more people can interact and stuff like that. So this- yeah, because that's the problem at the moment is that like even even if we do do it, the only way we can promote it is through a tweet because I'm pretty sure it doesn't show up on any other devices unless. You can send the link. Like, I put it in our Discord and stuff yeah. like that. But, um, you know, people click on it and it'll just be like nothing because yeah, that's it's an right. Android link. Yeah, that's but, right. Yeah. But, yeah, this is only the beta. Um, I must have been put into a pool to try the beta for some reason. Don't know why, but pretty cool to try this out. But 
Um, well, at least Twitter knows that you know. Yeah, looking forward to trying this a lot more. So I'd lo- love a lot more, f- well, not a lot more feedback. I love some feedback from you guys, whether you want us to be on Twitch, whether you want us to do this type of thing. Because I think there's sort of pros and cons to both. Like Twitch, people in the audience can talk to one another through text and all that, taking the show. Yeah. Um, but on this option, there's no text. It's just people requesting to come onto the microphone. Yeah. But, but that, that also um, gives them the option to actually be on the podcast, be on the recording and um, talk with us. Yeah, it's really clean. Which is really cool. Yeah. So, man, I'm looking forward to this feature. Uh, as soon as I saw it, when um, Reggie and <laughs> Reggie and that were talking, I was like, this is awesome. Full up my podcast, let alone being able to talk to Reggie as it was. So, um, really nice. Looking forward to seeing how the, the Twitter team kind of implements it. I know yeah. everyone doesn't have Twitter, but um, I don't know, Facebook or any. It, any other platform isn't doing anything that useful for podcasters. So <laughs> no, no. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, yeah. This is definitely a really cool way to keep yeah. going. So, Bryce, I just, I just want to play my um little sound snippet again. Just one more time. Sakurai's phone booth. Konnichiwa. Dairan to Smash Brothers director Sora no Sakurai desu. I'm so proud of it. I love it's it. It's so beautiful. Oh, thank you. My so friend. simple. <laughs> <laughs> what did you add in like a phone dial and that was about it? Yeah, I added the phone dial. I added the uh, Sakurai and added the ching at the end. Okay. So okay. So you added the ching at the end. Also, I did that the pickup bit. That was a different sound file. Oh, okay. All right. So, so yeah, four things. Four bit, things. There's a bit of intricacy there, you know. All right, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah my yeah, initial yeah. idea was to have the, you know, the Smash Bros. Like, at the end of like... But then I heard it in the direct. I'm like, oh, that's a lot more simple and cleaner sound. So, <laughs> yeah. There it is. Yeah, beautiful. I love it. Thank you, friend. Thank I you. I love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. So, I reckon, you know, funnily enough, I reckon that's probably one of the ones that you would have had, what, the less least amount of effort into actually doing. Yeah, it took like 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it's definitely one of the funniest and like well thought out ones. Mm. Definitely. Yeah, so I am behind behind news segment because I can jump in there and say I fight for my friends in stupid ways. I like the news segment one. Yeah, that's what I mean. I want to change the Reggie's Rec Room one, um, make it a bit you know shorter, more to the point. Um, but, you know, you live and learn. You got to try these things out. I, okay, I think I think for the time that it was created, it was, it was good. Yeah, because yeah. Because it was sort of like, you know, in the wake of Reggie leaving Nintendo and... Those mm. words were very nice, but I think now, you know, we're past that point. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's definitely time for it to just be like, Hi. Reggie here. I hear about <laughs> chicken ass, taking names, and we're about making games, and here's your drink. Fuck off. Whoa. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, Reg. <laughs> Thanks, Reg. Yeah. Reg. No. Nah. This, uh, this, this is really exciting bringing people on. I know we could just yeah. do it through Discord or something like that, but nothing where it's just like, I want to tune in. Oh, I'm going to talk to yeah, them. It's not the same. It's just it's just such a good feature. I'm so happy that- It's so simple to simple to use too. Yeah. You're just going to have the device there and go, click, there you're done. Mm. Rather than like having to manually unmute people to talk or- Yeah, no, that's like wonderful. So um, if you're out there with a Twitter account, be sure to follow myself at iDruby and the House of Mario where you can- um, see it all go down join in with the show yeah and hopefully it uh, turns up soon and if our internet um, turns out alright when I get a brand new modem um, maybe Twitch streaming will be on those cards I don't know yeah yeah, that's maybe. something we're going to work on we'll see if the internet holds up <laughs> rural, rural Australia not so good not so good internet it's fine at my house I don't yeah I, I, I don't know if you because I streamed the other day yeah yeah I haven't checked my VOD but I'm pretty sure it was fine yeah, yeah. I'll send you a link to my VODs. Yeah, I'll show you what's actually going on. Oh, I know what's going on. Yeah. I, I saw it. 
You saw it? Yeah, you sent me a video of it. Oh, it did too. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what's going on. It's all right. Yeah. I know what's going on, Drew. But my, my, my internet's the same speed of yours. We live in the same town. It, it's still, mine works. You know, there's a, there's a problem there and I reckon it's packet loss. Hopefully that's the case. I'm hoping. Anyway, enough of this nerdy streaming PC talk. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you all for listening to The House of Mario episode 179. If you enjoy the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It certainly helps us out a lot. It helps the algorithms pick up the show, helps people see what's going on with our show. You know, people go, what is The House of Mario? What's it all about? And they'll go to the reviews and go, five stars. Nice. I want to listen to it. Mm. So thank you very much. We're at 51 reviews at the moment, which is pretty phenomenal. Thank you very much to everyone who supported us that way. Yeah. And I do understand you're in your car, you're mowing the lawn, you're doing a backflip over a, a semi-trailer. You know, you don't have <laughs> your hands on your phone or you might not have an Apple device. You know, all of these things get in the way. But to that, I say, Siri, Google, act. <laughs> oh, don't you dare. Oh, don't you dare. <laughs> Activate reminder. No. <laughs> Uh, as I said before, you can follow myself at the house of... No, not myself. That's not me. I'm not the house of Mario. I'm not a big house. You can follow me <laughs> at iDruby. You can follow the show at the house of Mario. And you can follow Bryce at IV Revan. Me. And that has even more significance now because you can listen to the podcast on the new spaces as uh, that rolls out to different devices and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's damn cool. Now... I want to put big emphasis on this. The House of Mario Discord. There is an invite in the show notes below. Metadox, one of our dearest friends, love him to death. He's been supporting us since almost the beginning. Yes, he has. He's in the Discord every single day. He's a very nice young man. Mm -hmm. And uh, he would love to talk to some of you guys as well. Mm. So come in, have a chat. Let's talk about Nintendo. Let's uh, let's get a community together. Seriously, the Discord, the I, I know Discord has its own problems and all that, but it is one hundred percent the best way to hold together a community discussion. Yep, like without a doubt. You think you're in a good Facebook group? Yeah, you think you're in a fucking good Facebook group? You're wrong. There's no such thing. Whoa, <laughs> there's no such thing as a Facebook group. Get in that Discord, and I know a lot of people are like, what is Discord? Well, Bryce, what is Discord? Hey? Uh, Discord is a free app or you can use it in a web browser even if you so choose. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> yes, you can. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right, uh, that allows you to, uh, when you sign up, you can connect to servers. And uh, in those servers, you can have text conversations. You can share media. You can talk to people on voice chat. You can stream to people, whether it be over through, through a webcam or your computer screen or whatever, it's it's the app of a million uses. And it's basically what Skype did, but just absolutely 100 times the power. Like, it is, it is absolutely incredible. So, if you ever used Skype to keep together with your friends back in the day or something like that, this is just better. There Way is better. no reason to use Skype anymore. Mm. So, um, yeah, obviously, there's a link in the show notes that will get you into our server. And on our server, we have discussions about just about anything Nintendo, anything otherwise. So PlayStation or Xbox or whatever, if you want to talk just about that as well. Let's have fun. That's exactly Let's right. Let's make a good community around you know, the House of Mario. People's content and stuff like that as well. Obviously, uh, Discord is a place where we like to try and keep things relatively organized as well. And we get suggestions from the show. It's like a perfect little hub for just about everything we've got. Yep. Want to give us some feedback? That's the place to do it. That's exactly right because it, it is it is so much easier for us to just open Discord. I know I don't talk, talk in it much, but I don't talk in many Discords anymore. I'm a lurker. 
That's pretty well, much what I do. Do you work on the House of Murray? Like, oh, I do. Go. I do. I look. I just oh, go. What's going on here? See what the guys are up to. Cool. And have a look. And that's what I do. But you know, that that's that's the life of being busy. That's just what happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a fantastic place for all, all of that stuff to be organized. And it's just brilliant. And I love it. And uh, you should love it too. So <laughs> get get in there and join our Discord because that's where we, we will be. Excellent. Excellent. Love it very much. Bryce, this episode has been a lot of fun. Pleasure talking to you. Oh, beautiful. And the Nintendo Jukebox this week is actually not really highlighting an artist from the Nintendo community, but with the uh, announcement of a brand new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Oh, yes. I've had it in my head. I want to play it. Oh, yes. So I went on Spotify and I found the theme for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's actually from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, but I never actually watched. (laughs) Is it any good? Have you watched it? Which one? Um, There's a few of them. <laughs> is there? I mean, just like the one where they look like look like real men. Michael Bay. The R- Michael Bay one. Yeah, no, I haven't watched it. No, I haven't either. I kind of want to now. I, I kind of, I'm kind of like hyped after it, after like this <laughs> announcement. I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of forgot about him. I loved that show back when mm. I was watching Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff. It, like Ninja Turtles was right in there. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in a half shell. Turtle power. All right, let's jump into it. Bryce, the doors to the house of Mario are closed. Catch you later. Bye-bye. There's no turning back